1: And now, from the lovely Coconut Room high atop the Unemployment Building, NBC presents <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our T-Haw Celebration Barack Obama and Joe Biden with guest stars, the glamorous Nancy Pelosi. I'm Barack Obama. we baby, baby, you know it's true. I'm a puppet just for you. I do any little thing you see I wouldn't have it any other way Take my heart and take my soul I'm giving you complete control If you want to see me do my thing Baby, pull my string <laughs> Yeah. I'm Barack Obama Baby, baby, I'm your sweet cat I'm just your person, the marionette Wind me up and let me go. Don't you know I'm a one-man show? Raise your finger and I'll perform. I crack a jack till the crack of dawn. Now if you wanna see me do my thing, but baby, put my string. Yeah. I'm Barack Obama. <laughs> I'm Barack Obama. Hello this is Mark Muller with the History Channel's new series God Guns and Automobiles. Hey, tune into nostalgic radio and cars these guys rock.
0: welcome you're tuned into nostalgic radio and cars <laughs> i am your show host robert on this thanksgiving weekend A happy thanksgiving to everybody out there happy thanksgiving to cedric and lola and dave and and Artie and of course radio rob and of course my son bobby who's in the studio with us today uh, run your computers in Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater at the Talk Radio Network. Okay, be sure and check out our uh, website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. And don't forget to check out our stuffs page. And I think we got a few more shirts. Of course, I say this every week. We have some shirts left, and we have some decals. And uh, like us on Facebook. Don't forget to give us a big ah, like, okay? Anyway, well, we got a great show for you now. We got a very, very, very exciting guest coming on this evening. He's uh, well known. has been on TV for a number of years. Turned out to be a pretty good friend of mine. He's actually pretty much on the cars. I mean, a real serious car guy. He's got a great show too, really. But uh, and then, of course, we got. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Oh yeah, we got our calendar of events. So in case you guys uh, forget, sometimes always run to our, our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. And check out our website as far as our events page, because I generally try to keep up with all the upcoming events. So let me just give you a little rundown as to uh, what's going on this weekend, besides the Turkey Rod Run over at Daytona this weekend. That's November 28th through December 1st. Also this weekend, Festivals of Speed in Orlando. Of course, the big day is Sunday. Okay. While we are talking about Festivals of Speed, it's about time for a radio giveaway in a minute or two. So, because I, again, have free tickets to Festivals of Speed. So, having said that, let's see, we need some background music here, some drum roll and all that other good stuff. And uh, I caught the guys off guard. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, they're sitting there in the studio working on this right now. Here we go. That's it? Well. I forgot something. Wait a minute. Oh. Uh, That's it? Yeah, there, I guess there's no like a now. Like a bigger explosion or something like that? <laughs> uh, well, I've got the... Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> there we go.
0: There we go. But anyway, okay. So the ninth caller and the 13th caller, I have a pair of tickets, okay? And so if you give us a call here at the studio at 727-441-3000, that's 727-441. The phones are lining up. 3,000. How about that? That goes pretty quick. I know we got guys on speed dial out there. Cheaters. At any rate, um, okay, so we got the Festivals of Speed this weekend, and yours truly will be there. I will be one of the judges judging some of the really cool classic and vintage cars. Next weekend, next weekend, we have the Sebring Historic Races in the Sebring. I want to know why. You want to know why we have the races at at Sebring next weekend? Well, let me tell you why, because it's kind of a traditional thing with our friends over at HSR. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. I'm absolutely right. Anyway, Sebring Historic Races next week in uh, Seabring, December 5th through the 8th in Fort Myers, Florida Hot Rods and Hogs Show with a special appearance by our good friend and sweetheart and darling of the radio show, Kami Edelbrock, okay? So be sure and go down there. Matter of fact, last week I made a comment about uh, Radio Rob. I told Radio Rob that I'm going to strap into the roof rack on my excursion. And I'm going to drive him down there so he can get a personal autograph and a picture with Cam Yaddlebrock. So, uh, Radio Rob, if you're still up for that, uh, I just fixed the tires on my truck. As a matter of fact, let me digress here for a second. Tires, tires. I had a fun-filled weekend with tires. Last Friday morning, I walked out of my, front of my house, and I was getting ready to go to the shop, and I noticed that my truck was somewhat listing. So I thought, hmm, that's uh, not a good sign. So sure enough, I walk over, and my right rear tire, excuse me, left rear tire, where you're standing on the truck, you know, left is either on the that that's another story for another day. But anyway, so my uh rear driver's side tire was flat. No big deal. So uh I have a spare. I backed the truck up a little bit, and what do I see? A huge, not a little, but a huge piece of steel, like a chunk of steel that literally penetrated through not only just the tire, but I mean it literally sliced the cords, it sliced the steel, it sliced everything. So at first I thought, you know, I, I'll just pull this thing out and I'll, and I'll plug it. But then I realized the hole was a little bit bigger. So then I figured, well, I'll really try to get this thing out and I'll try to patch it. It would not come out of there. So that leads me to believe that the big end was obviously inside the tire because I couldn't get it out. Long and the short of it is I put my spare on and away I went. The next day I had another little meeting in the morning. And when I went to the meeting that took a couple hours when I came out, guess what? I got another flat tire. Same tire, same side of the car, left rear. So I'm thinking, okay, well, the uh, the flat tire genies are out there at work, right? So I wasn't quite sure what was wrong with it, but this time I didn't have a spare with me because I was all out of spares. So I had to bum a ride, go back to the shop, fetch the rollback, go back down there, winch it up, get back to the shop. And I started looking at it, and I said, well, there's no holes or no punctures or no steel or no screws Nothing obvious was was sticking in the tire. So I thought, hmm, all right, that only leaves one other option, and that's a valve stem. And sure enough, that's what it was. A valve stem had a little, I don't know, you know, dry rot or whatever. You know, some of these plastic or some of these rubber dry, um, uh, valve stems, they, you know, you, you again, you can drive down the road, you can hit debris and something will whack it or somebody walk by and kick it or, you know, whatever. Sometimes it just dry rot and it just breaks. So.
1: I want to know why.
0: Well, that's what happened. That's why, okay? So because it was probably dry rider. But nonetheless, so fortunately I had another spare laying around because I always keep spares. I cannot overemphasize spares, okay? If you have old cars, you need spares, you know, whether it's parts, whether it's motor engine parts or transmission parts or rear end parts or brake parts or tires or whatever. You just got to have spares because that's just, that's how we roll as they say, right? Better yet, spare cars and trucks and motorcycles, spare everything, never get stranded, or a triple A card. Uh Uh-huh. At any rate, so guess what? I didn't have a jack to lift up the back end of my uh, excursion because I went ahead a ton and a half. Now, for all you guys that are not familiar with Ford Excursions, uh, mine has the optional diesel motor in it, and the... Weight of that vehicle is like 6,300, 6,400 pounds. I think oh, really? It might, yeah, really. And uh, I think it might be heavier than that. But at any rate, uh, so I couldn't get it up off the ground. Fortunately, the rollback has a wheel lift on it, so we backed the rollback up there, wheel lifted that thing. Then, my other problem was I didn't have an air gun with me. So then I have to run over to my buddy Alan, who's right around the corner, and here's a big shout-out and thanks to Alan. And, uh, and in fact, him and I are going to be doing a Christmas show here. We're going to be picking on each other and talking about old cars. And Is this a magazines. paying customer? Yeah, Alan. No, Alan's not a paid customer. He gets freebies. <laughs> we do trades. But anyway, anyway, Alan, if you're listening, big oh, really? shout out to you. Yeah, really. So anyway, <laughs> so I, I had to send Bobby over there to borrow his air gun. So once we got that all done, got the air gun, got the air hose, blah 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 blah. I had to borrow a socket too. It's thirteen sixteens. Zing zing zing. We're all done. We're rolling again. So that worked out real good. But that was uh, just one of those little things that happens when you own a vehicle and uh, you pick up a big piece of steel and it kills a tire. And then you have another tire that goes bad and then on and on and on. So you got to have tires. Now, I, I actually went over to my buddy Ted today. Big shout out to Ted. He was a super mechanic, good Ford guy, and everything like that. I had to borrow his wheel machine or his tire machine because I had to break down some tires today, including the one with the broken valve stem. So he had an extra valve stem laying around there, busted a the tire down, fixed that, changed all that stuff, got it on the road. So now I got my original spare back. Problem is with the spare that I have on there right now, it's a little bit shorter than my, what's on my truck. So you got to be careful because if you get got a posi rear end, for example, um, that's not real good to have two different size diameter wheels on there. Typically what you do, if you're driving around town, you know, a little stop-and-go traffic, it's not real bad. But if you're going long distance, it's not a wise idea. So if anything, what you should do is you take the a tire off the front, put it on the rear. That way the two rear tires are the same size, same diameter, and it won't cause any problems with your rear end. And I have limited slip, so it could be a problem down the road. At any rate, so I got that taken care of. Uh, another big shout-out to my buddy, Alan, because last night we were messing with one of my battery chargers because it kind of decided not to work, so the rectifier was working, but these new battery chargers have these little printed circuit boards in them, and by the time we figured out, I shouldn't say we, Alan, figured out which wires went where and what wasn't working via process of elimination because he's far better with electrical than I am, uh, we got that taken care of, and so now it works on 6-volt and 12-volt, and then the other goofy stuff that you don't need doesn't work, but who cares? So basically, you can take that printed circuit board and throw it, chuck it back to China, where all the other Chinese junk is. Matter of fact, it was a funny website, a funny uh, YouTube video I saw the other day, and the guy was clowning around, and it's Redneck Restorations, for all you guys, if you want to check it out. And uh, the guy came up with this little, um, I forget what you call it, like an acronym or something like that. But anyway, it, it, he, he he's used the term action, which... Stands for against Chinese tools or trash in our nation. Actually, kind of cool. And he was giving an example, you know, like a lot of us, you know, you buy these stuff. Hey, listen, we don't want stuff made in China. It's just that sometimes that's what happens, you know. They force that chink crap down our throats because that's where everything's made. Oh, yeah, I'm politically correct. Not. Hey, go out of your way, buy stuff made in America, okay? Try to buy as much American-made. If it's a few dollars more, at least it's made in America, and some American's going to benefit by it. You know, not some guy that doesn't speak our language or doesn't give two diddlies about what goes on here in the United States. Let's see what else is going on. Okay, so we have uh, Florida Hot Rods and Hogs in uh, for Myers next week. And then, of course, there's really not much going on in December. Um, if some stuff comes up, there's some small shows, uh, I might mention those. The big show this kicking off the beginning of the year is going to be the Silver Springs Mustang and Ford show. It's Silver Springs in Ocala, and that's sponsored by our good friends over at National Parks Depot. Hey, a big shout-out to a couple more people that helped me out this week with my usual grief and aggravation I have. I want to say a big shout-out to Jackie and his family over at Wilcox Steel. They're over in Clearwater. And if you need some welding done, these guys are really, really good. I mean, pretty impressive. In fact, his daughter, she reminds me of Jesse Combs. She's a super, super fabricator, okay? These guys can come up with all kinds of cool stuff, and... Uh, the best thing to do is just give them a call over there. Their number is 727-443-0461. That's 727-443-0461. That's Wilcox Steel over in Clearwater. Now you're Cab absolutely Street. right. I am definitely right on this one. And then, of course, I was uh, messing with my Bronco, which I'm trying to get that thing running here so my son can start driving it. And I want to say a big shout-out to my friends over at Guaranteed Carburetors off Almerton Road in Largo. Okay, they got a toll-free number. It's one 800 250 Eight seven four six. That's one eight hundred two five zero eight seven four six. They straightened out this Holly. I had this thing on and off and apart seven or eight times. Finally, I just could not figure out what was wrong with it. They took it apart. He didn't see anything obvious, but they just put their little magic and waved their little wand over it. And so I guess it works fine. So give the guys at Guaranteed Carburetors a shout. They're over off Almerton Road. Super super bunch of guys. Okay. Of course, I already mentioned Ted and I already mentioned Alan, and uh, I can't. Let's not forget my good friends. Mark and John over at Cop Cars Online, okay, their number is 727-536-2677, 536-2677. Howdy, guys. Hope you're tuning into the show tonight. And, of course, our other good friends. Don Forte and his family over at Forte's Inboard and Auto Connection. Their number is 727-544-6440. 727-544-6440. How am I doing, guys? Cedric, I didn't even say hi to you today. How you doing, buddy? Fat,
1: drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son.
0: Well, thanks for the compliment. (laughs) I like that. I dig it. You know what? When Bobby and and, and Cedric are on board... (laughs) <laughs> we got some pretty corny stuff going on here because this show's all about fun. Hey, we got something running around on the uh, turn em up table, don't we? Yes, Jimi Hendrix. Hey, you know what? It's Jimi Hendrix's birthday today. Did you realize he'd be 71 years old? Yeah. seventy-one.
1: If, if the CIA wouldn't have killed him.
0: <laughs> if the CIA wouldn't have killed Hey, you know what? Don't get me going on the government because uh, okay. they're not exactly my best buds either. So, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Hey, good song. Hey, Joe. Stay around. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we will be right back.
2: I'm going down to shoot my old lady. You know I'm to mess around with another man. Yeah. I'm
1: going down to shoot my old lady.
2: You know I'm to mess around with another man. From the TV show My Classic Car, and you're listening to nostalgic radio and cars.
0: Or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Your pizza shop located at 1200 8th Avenue Southwest in Largo offers a great selection of personalized pizzas, pastas, and calzones, as well as delicious wings, subs, salads, and tasty desserts. Enjoy the relaxing atmosphere and scenic view overlooking Pinecrest Golf Course. Remember, for the finest pizza anywhere, takeout, delivery, or catering, call 581-1101 that's 581-1101 or order online at yourpizzashop.com Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my good friend William Helford. He's a lawyer and a darn good one at that. He specializes in medical malpractice social security issues and probate. His credentials are exceptional. He is a former JAG, yes a military lawyer sworn to uphold the law to the highest ethical standards. For over 20 years he was an attorney for the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. Give Bill a call at 727 727- 831-5312. That's 727 Let William Helfrey help you make informed legal choices. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you'd like to play golf, Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a nine-hole executive course and they have an 18-hole PAR 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars Wednesdays at 7 p.m.
2: radio
1: and cars so with popularity growing and new cartoons and movies in the works the decision was made to build a real Mach 5 that could go out and represent Speed Racer of course building a real Mach 5 is not the easiest thing in the world but they did it, here it is, we've got it and we're going to show it to you of course, the heart of the Mach 5 is the engine. And there's been a lot of speculation over the years about what is under the hood of this thing. And I'll tell you why. Words cannot describe the cool factor, what you're about to see. Check it out. And the only way to channel that much horsepower is to run it through traction multipliers that they got from NASA to keep you from blowing the rear tires away when you stomp on the gas. That is why they call it the Mach 5. Now nobody is supposed to drive the Mod 5 except of course speed racing. But we worked out a little deal with the caretaker of Mod 5 so we could run it through the paces. <laughs> We promised not to scratch it. Driving around the racetrack in the Mach 5 is an amazing experience. And the more you press down on the pedal and the faster you go, the more the lines begin to blur between reality and fantasy. Is this a real car on a real racetrack? Or is this some kind of cartoon?
0: Hey, we're back, and you're tuning in Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest of the evening. This gentleman's been on TV for a number of years. He's a serious car guy. He's an all-around car guy. He can build. He can scrap. He can fabricate. He can drive. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening the star of Gears TV, my friend Stacy David. Stacy, are you there? i'm here robert how you doing man pretty good so how are things up in tennessee
2: oh man it's actually cold up here it snowed yesterday snow snow in tennessee is not a good thing
0: Uh, people
2: around here don't know what to do they they go nuts
0: did you put spikes on your rat rod (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah i wish they would man they just uh people completely clam up up here man they 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 don't slow down but they they don't know how to drive in it so that's just to stay off the road
0: see now you're used to it you're from idaho so you know you're used to driving in bad weather
2: Uh, absolutely okay but uh, i tell you what when i first moved here they did have something that i'd never experienced before and that was an ice storm where the uh i don't know if you have those down there in florida but man, when that that ice literally comes down and coats coasts the road and it's it's a mess.
0: Well you talking about it's like cool. uh you talking about like black ice?
2: No, it's stuff it actually comes down in liquid form and as soon as it hits your windshield it turns to a sheet of ice.
0: Oh really? No, I've never yeah. seen that yeah, before.
2: Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's the craziest thing. But uh something kind of unique to this area.
0: Do you have a lot of but, humidity up there? Oh yes. Okay, maybe it's yes. a humidity thing, you know, and cold yeah. combination type deal. Interesting. Well, tell us what you've been up to. Now, you moved from where to where, so tell our listeners where they can find you now.
1: Well,
2: as far as the uh, network?
0: Yeah. Let's, yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
2: We were on speed for uh, seven years, okay. and uh, of course speed went away and didn't tell anybody, so that was not a good thing for speed. <laughs> but uh, we are now on MAV TV, and uh, MAV is on DirecTV, they're on Dish, and they're just working out a deal with Comcast, too, so... You can get them pretty much anywhere, and uh, we're really happy with them. They're basically, uh, their goal is to take the place of speed, Okay. and they're well on their way to doing it. Um, they're they're real car guys. It's owned by, you know, Lucas Oil.
0: Is
1: it and really? Of
2: course, they're real car guys. You know, Forrest Lucas and the whole Lucas family are all racers. Uh, they love the racing world, they love the car world, and they're not into the you know, the, the ridiculous reality shows, they're into the real stuff. And uh, they have a real vision for where the network's going, and we're happy to be with them.
0: Well, how many other car shows are on MAV-TV now?
2: Well, Dennis Gage is there uh, with me. I think Chop Cut Rebuild is there now. Uh, there's, And those are just kind of the build-it shows. There's a couple more of those. And then they've got a bunch of racing shows. Really? Um, you yeah, Grassroots stuff to... Uh, off-road things uh they have some cooking shows they they have quite the the lineup uh it's not just that was the problem with speed it was kind of very uh you know just oriented toward you know kind of the car racing world well that didn't help when your wife wants to sit down and watch a show with you okay you know so uh they've they've got a real plan there
0: so not only can she sit in in, in the living room with you with a like a uh, cake bowl, but she can have she can steer stir the cake mix with wrenches
2: yes absolutely <laughs> beautiful
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got it okay so tell oh, us yeah. about tell us about what's new at Gears TV what are you uh, working on this year
2: project or well I' tell you, I got a lot of really cool stuff going on okay uh, we've got the of course the sergeant rock truck uh, I started that a number of years ago mm-hmm and, um, you know, it it's sat for three or four years where I didn't even touch it because I had other projects going, but we're back on uh, track with that one, and it looks like um, I'm finishing up the deal with Gibson Guitars on that. We're going to do a special limited edition Les Paul that goes with that.
0: Oh, no kidding. Uh,
2: and kind of ties it in with uh, with Les Paul himself, because Les Paul was a World War II veteran, and uh, this is a World War II truck, and it's dedicated to the veterans and you know who else is Sergeant Rock besides Les Paul? So, well, it's that's going to be a cool deal.
0: That's a nice tribute. That really is.
2: Yeah, we're looking forward to
0: it. Okay, now let's talk about the the what was it called? The Interceptor, the Boss Four Twenty Nine <laughs> Cougar.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that uh, I'm looking to have that one finished this evening too. I just have basically to wire and fire that thing. Uh, the paint is done. Uh I just need to lay out the plumbing and uh matter of fact I was on the horn with the guys at Vintage Air just yesterday. Uh getting the air conditioning system all laid out on it.
0: You, um, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say you, you you picked up a few pieces from one of our local buddies up here, Hank Whistman at uh yeah. at uh, McLaren. Or, well he actually does I think it's Paradise Paradise Products or something like that. It's the name of his company. Yeah. So uh, You know
2: the cool thing the cool thing about the Cougar too, you know, I I've always loved the Cougars. Matter of fact, it's it's one of those cars that was always overlooked. And to me, yeah, you because know, I'm a big Mopar fan too. To me, the Cougar was always a small pony car version of the of the Charger. And if you put a '68 Charger and a '67 Cougar side by side, man, there was some serious bloodlines crossing there because the cars are so similar, you know, with the hidden headlights, mm-hmm. the style of tail lights. You know, one, of course, being a a full-size car, and the other one being a pony car. But, um, so anyway, I've always liked those cars, and uh, when the opportunity came to uh, do the stuff with Sean Cossey, you know, I knew I wanted to put that boss engine in one, and I figured that, you know, I'd probably get some flack from the Mustang guys, because everybody was putting those boss engines into a Mustang, and that's exactly why I didn't want to put one into a Mustang. I uh, wanted to do something different with one, and man, when we had that Cougar, people went crazy over it, and I didn't get any flag. Matter of fact, everybody was like, oh, I'm so glad that you did something besides a 69 Mustang, which is this typical car that people were doing that with, and uh, so it's been extremely popular, and it's been a fun car to do. There, uh, You know, anytime you do a, an odd car like that, Firebird or something that, um, you know, is not it's popular. There's it's harder to find parts for them, but you know it makes it a much better car when it's done. It makes it much
0: more unique. Well, yeah, you mentioned the you know the 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 similarities between the Charger and the Cougar. The Cougar was kind of like an upscale Mustang, so to speak. And oh, then a, oh yeah. And the Charger was kind of an upscale, you know, intermediate uh, Mopar, you know, slash Coronet, uh, you know, B-body mm-hmm. car, basically. So yeah, definitely, I get it.
2: I'll talk to the Mopar guys about that. Because you know, most Mopar guys are real, oh, Mopar or no car, man. Yeah. And, and then, so when you mention a Cougar, they're like, no way, that's blasphemy. I said, just a minute. I said, just set them side by side. I've got a Hot Wheels of both of them sitting on my desk right now. And if you put those two cars together, man, you cannot tell me that they are not related. I mean, they just look, you know, they have the same vibe happening there. And a lot of a lot of the Mopar guys go, wow, you know, I never really thought of that. But, yeah. I always like those twickers. No wonder.
0: <laughs> well, that's because the executives from Ford, Chrysler, and GM all went and had lunch at the same restaurant, and they talked oh, about well, what are we doing. You see that? <laughs> oh,
2: these guys were totally ripping off of each other. man. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, what other like when you do your project, you know, what determines what what you're going to do? I mean, do you, is it like people you know write in and say, "Hey, Stacy, could you do this? Could you do that?" Or what's what's the uh, how do you come up with what you're going to do next?
2: Well, that's, a, that's a, a difficult question to answer. Let me do the best I can on it, because okay. it's a lot of different things. You know, I, the, the, the main thing, I try to do something, first of all, that people will want to see. Uh, and that could be something that is very, very popular or something that is not very popular. And so I try to balance that with what kind of how-to I want to do on it. In other words, if turbos are hot, and I think people want to see how to do a twin-turbo thing, then I'll try to pick a car that will fit a twin turbo application really well or something. And sometimes I base that on comments that people put in. Hey, man, you haven't done a Ford for a while. I'd love to see you do something like this. I do listen to that. I mean, I I weigh that. But there's so many other aspects that I weigh about it because, you know, people want to see what they like. They want to see what they have usually. And, Generally, there's more Camaro guys or Mustang guys than anybody else. So if I just did what everybody said, I'd be doing Camaros and Mustangs all the time. And so part of it is, you know, I have to rely on my own gearhead experience, you know. And one thing I learned a long time ago, you know, you can really, as a car builder, you can really second guess yourself into being completely ineffective. Because if you start building a car and you look at it and go, okay, uh what is somebody going to say about this? What are people going to think? You'll never finish the car because you let other people decide what you're going to do. You have to sit down with a vision and go, okay, here's what I'm going to do to this car, and here's why. And you got to go with it, good or bad. And, you know, there's always going to be some people that come up and say, that's really awesome. And then there's some that are going to say, eh, that kind of sucks. And you just hope the ones that like it are more than <laughs> the ones that don't like it. But you have to stay solid with with what you've created or what you want to do with it because ultimately it's just like doing music i mean you got to be comfortable with what you're doing and if you like it other people are going to like it i uh i learned that a long time ago you know that's a really good thing for any kind of a uh car guy or something if you're looking at it and it's if you think it's good if you think jokes are funny if you like a certain movie well chances are other people are going to like it too If you, on the other hand, look at someone and go, ah, that's kind of dumb. Well, that's a pretty good gauge of what other people will think, too. You know, you ever been to listen to a comedian and they crack some joke and everybody kind of goes, "Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's
2: a pretty good indicator that it's not a funny joke. Okay. So, uh,
0: well, you know, know, go go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, you know, talking about, you know, your 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 fans and um you know, when you and I were standing in the lobby at the LVH at SEMA last month and that one guy from yeah. Canada came in and all those other people, I mean, that guy really literally impressed me with his dedication and commitment to your T V show and, and the builds. And so yeah. and every yeah. and everybody else there was impressed. So go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit because that was I was that was impressive.
2: That was amazing uh this guy was going back to to vehicles that I did you know first couple seasons on trucks and um you know I'll tell you what it was it was really cool to see and that's that's one of the differences between the site the type of show that that we do and the typical reality type show. A reality show is something where it's just it's it's a one time thing it's jokes it's it's shenanigans it's it's acting goofy, it's doing crazy stuff. And usually when people see that one time they're done with it you're not going to re-watch reruns of a reality show a how-to show on the other hand that is actually giving knowledge out there and this guy's a prime example I mean he was he retained what he learned and he was u- using it he was like yeah man I use those tips and you know when you chop that top I remember doing that and I've used that knowledge in other words you gave him some knowledge that he'll never lose and he goes back and reuses it. And uh, man, that's just that makes it all worthwhile. I mean, that's what this does because uh, that's the purpose we do this. So so people can learn to do stuff and can build vehicles and then pass that knowledge on and and so on and so forth. But that guy was something, man.
0: I wish I would have recorded that because that was the best testimony I have ever ever heard from a listener from a from a fan. Really, I mean, I yeah. was impressed. I really was.
2: But anyway, yeah, and go ahead. And he and like I said, he'd been using that knowledge too.
0: That's exactly and, right because uh, he went into detail. He was telling us about it. I was so yeah. amazing about it. How much do your um, sponsors influence the bills that you do on your show?
2: They, uh, as far as the influence of them, very little. Okay. Generally, generally, what I do on something like that is. Um, I will put together a build-up based on kind of like we talked about. And then that's when I turn Brian, our sales guy, over to him and say, okay, here's what I've got going. And I've got an opportunity here for Vintage Air or um, Skyjacker or Mickey Thompson or, I mean, you name it, that they can be part of this build-up. And that's that's what I try to go on. Now, once in a while, I will sit down with uh, a sponsor, and we'll come up with something that will uh, you know, be a good project, and they're in on the the top end of it. But one thing that is very important to me is that the sponsor does not drive the content. Um, That is very important to me because the viewer is the most important. Without the viewer, you don't have a show. Now, the sponsor is important. Because the the sponsor pays for it, but the the sponsor cannot dictate what your content is, because the content is the most important. The sponsor has to be part of the content; they can't dictate it, and uh, that can be a real fine line sometimes. Uh, so that's you know that's important to look at it. Um, you know, and I always, like I said, when I when I put the content together, I always ask the question. And this is the one thing that I would expect people to ask of any project they see, whether it's on our show or overhauling or any, any other build-up show. It's like, why, is it, why are they doing it? And why are you using those products? And why is the car going together in that sort of way? In other words, if I don't explain and have a good reason for putting 800 horsepower into this car, or putting this transmission in that truck, or putting that size tire on there, then it just becomes well, you're just throwing parts on, and that's not what we do. Everything that goes on these vehicles is there for a reason. It's been planned into that build-up, and it serves a purpose, just like it would in your garage. You know, you don't go out and buy. Um, you know, a certain rear end or a certain size of tire or a certain wheel if it doesn't fit your buildup. You know, you're like, ah, it's the wrong wheel. I need to get the right wheel. Well, that's that's what gearheads do. And to utilize the right product is paramount. To utilize the wrong one <laughs> it either means the guy doesn't know how to build a car or sponsor dictated it. You know, when you look at it and go, I don't understand why that is on there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no
0: purpose for it. What, without mentioning any names, okay, and when you're working on a build, um, and when you're in your preliminary stages, when you're thinking about it a little bit, like or contemplating which build you're going to do, are there products that you have tried, that you thought about, and then you say, well, this isn't going to work, I'm not really happy with this product, and then you jump over to another product? I mean, do you kind of sift through similar products before you find the one that you really want? And are they or are they not sponsors? Do they become sponsors? I mean, take us through that process.
2: Well, yeah, there's absolutely. Uh, okay. We do a lot of um, a lot of testing and a lot of um, PR work for uh, people out there in the industry for products. Okay. Uh, I get products all the time. People are like, hey, just try this. Tell us what you think. And I'll give them an honest assessment. You know, and even when I, um, every time I install something on the show, if I come up with something as I'm putting it together, like in their instructions or whatever, that I I think needs to be refined, then I'll get back with them and say, hey, you know, here on step three, it's a little confusing. Uh, You kind of need to rewrite this and do this. Because a lot of times, the manufacturers of some of those products don't install their own products. Or... You know, it's really easy if you're a if you're a mechanic, you you tend to overlook a lot of the stuff that the average guy won't get. So you're like, yeah, just take the wheels off, and put the new ones on. Well, for a professional, that's easy. You you know all the steps that go. You know, you know you have to put it up on the lift and all this other stuff. But for the average guy, that's a weekend warrior. He may not know all that stuff. He may not know the torque specs. He may not know he has to torque things so that's important that that's in there or you end up with guys that have problems in their garages which doesn't make the industry look very good so you know it's i'm very much a proponent of the industry and in trying to make sure that the that the guys get the best products out there and uh whatever we can do to to help the manufacturers get their products out there in the best way and for the consumers to to get the right products is you know paramount
0: how many projects do you kind of plan a year? Like, for example, you were talking about the military truck and the Cougar. Now, these have yeah. been going on, really, for a couple of years. So mm-hmm. do you have a team that works with you? Do you pretty much do it yourself? Do you – You because know, a lot of people don't know what goes on behind the scenes, and do you want to share some of that with us?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just me. It's just me. Okay. Um, and the projects – I'm designing projects all the time. I've got projects – backed up for years. Some of these have been kicking around in my head literally for a couple of years. I mean, I knew that um, that I wanted to do a Cougar, you know, three or four years before I ever started it. Um, now, what exactly I was going to do to it, I hadn't quite decided that yet until it came time to where it was going to start going together, but um, no, I'm always sitting down, looking at projects and stuff all the time. I'm just, you know, I'm consumed with it. It's It's car stuff all the time. Um, you know, I can't feel like a lot of times at night. I'll sit down and it's like, okay, this car would look good like this, or this would be a neat thing to do. And, you know, when, uh, my wife is always like, oh, man, would you just pick something that you like? <laughs> because I like everything. I mean, I will, I mean, I like snowcats. Uh, I like snowmobiles. I like motorcycles. I like sports cars. You know, I like military vehicles and off-road vehicles. I like airplanes. You know, anything mechanical, I'm just all over that. So I'm always checking those those worlds out. And um, there's so many things that you can learn from, like, the aeronautics world or the agricultural world that can be incorporated. For example, you know, I saw hydraulic uh, suspensions on combines, you know, 30 years ago, when I was a kid, out there, out west, they were using hydraulic suspensions, you know, to on these big agricultural pieces of equipment, and it just, people started doing it with the off-road world five, six years ago, and going, oh, this is so awesome. I was like, well, yeah. (laughs) It's been (laughs) around forever. You know, but they didn't know because they hadn't been around that world, and honestly, the agricultural world got it from the military world. that was doing it back in World War II. You know, so the more that a, a person can look into those other gearhead worlds, the more stuff you're going to find that's out there. You're right. You know, and, the, the and, Germans were using uh, nitrous in World War II in their in their airplanes.
0: Exactly. You know, so. Well, I'll tell you what's interesting about your show, which I kind of like, too, which is kind of neat, and that's why I asked you, you know, as far as the projects, because let's say, like, the Cougar, for example, or the military truck, I mean, some of these projects are ongoing, you know, over a year period of time, and they kind of get put on the back burner a little bit, and that's so close to reality, so I can relate to that. I've got cars that I started, yeah. and I shoved them in a corner, I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go with it, and and that's the beauty of your show, you know, there's that... Uh, that's that, that a certain amount of just reality to it, and, and I don't mean it in terms of a reality show, but I'm talking about reality sure, when you no. have multiple project cars, you know. Like when we were out in, in, in Vegas here, you were talking about, we were talking about sports cars, and you said something about, you know, I'd like to get a fixed head MGA coupe, you know, because oh, my yeah. wife likes that car. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. You might run up on one of those and say, hey, look, uh, whoops, I'm going to show this over in the corner. I'm going to do this MGA. This is cool.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is that, you know, especially with a show like this, since, you know, I don't have a staff of people working on cars and things like that, um, as we call them, I, I don't use stunt wrenches.
1: <laughs> stunt stun wrenches, okay.
2: <laughs> that's, that's people that come in after the camera stop rolling and do the work. I, no, no, we don't do that. But the thing is, with these, um, with these sort of projects, In a situation like this, since I have to keep things moving around, for example, I'd love nothing more than to come in and just build the Cougar. Well, that means that I do five shows in a row on the Cougar. And since the show is worldwide now, and not everybody is into the Cougar, well, all of your four-wheel drive guys, and remember the show is called Gears. So you got guys out there that are into sports cars or imports or trucks or whatever, and they're like, eh... And I'm not into this cougar thing, so they quit watching. So I have to keep it moving, you know. So I'll do a little bit on one project, do a little bit on another, roll the other one back in, and and that way it it, it services the gearhead world a lot better than just doing one car. And another thing that I found that if if you do stuff. You know, like that, it allows me, take the Cougar, for example. When I come to a spot in the buildup that is really pertinent that people need to know how to do, then that allows me to roll it in there and go, okay, guys, here's a problem, like in that car, of stressing up the firewall to handle that 800 foot-pounds of torque in there. It's like this is an issue that we really didn't plan for at first until the engine got so hot. You know, now here's how we're going to deal with that and this is how you're going to, we're going to do build tubing here, we're going to make this, and this makes the car um, handle what we've done. That's a really pertinent piece because guys are doing that all the time. And if I just zip to the car real quick and build it just to have it done, well, I'd skip all that stuff. And then we get flooded with emails of guys going, hey, man, how'd you solve this problem? Why didn't you show that on the show? So it's not, it's not about me just finishing the car. It's about it's about me showing how to solve these problems and and how to deal with issues that, that may come up that guys are facing in their garages all the time
0: the, de- so, the details
2: yeah absolutely
0: now let's say for example how often do you what's your filming schedule like
2: <laughs> all the time
0: all the time i now, mean
2: I, we take off uh you know we just got back into production um right after sema and uh, so we're on, we're on the first show still um but we shoot you know pretty much from november to May or June, and then uh, you know we have a little bit of time off in the summer. We usually go out and shoot some stories and, and some things. Uh, this year, obviously, we moved the shop, so I didn't have a lot of time. But anyway, that's the uh, you know we tend to. And it kind of depends on how many shows they want if they want us to do any specials. But we shoot kind of all year round in one way or another.
0: Do you do you, now? Do you do you run like thirteen episodes a season, or how does it work with your show?
2: Yeah, we've got thirteen and. Okay. Uh, we have an open they they contract us for 13 but we have an open invitation to do as many as we want. Oh, that's super. But, you know, there's a lot that goes into every episode. So they don't just, you know, they it takes two weeks usually to shoot each episode. Okay. Because f- there's actually a lot of work going on there.
0: Is there anything that you're frothing at the bit to do? <laughs> a project I
2: it's yes oh, like man you,
0: you, it's it's on that back burner but it just wants to come out
2: you know I've got a couple I've got a couple that I'm uh, that I've laid out that I really want to jump into I don't really want to
0: say okay that's right fine now, I can appreciate that but, that's oh, fine yeah,
2: yeah there's there's some that that I've been working on that, that would be really cool okay uh, and there's a couple of uh, and there are a couple of areas that are not being touched a lot right now okay uh, so you know, absolutely. There's always something. There's always something that, that I want to do. Okay.
0: So tell us, what does Stacy David do? Or what's Stacey David's driver?
2: Well, my daily driver, uh, I've got this Dodge truck. It's a Dodge pickup, 4x4 four, four four pickup. Uh, and it's one that I did on the show. Uh, for years, I, that little red wagon truck that I did on the show was my daily driver. And i still got it. And it's just a 99 Dodge 4x4 four four, short bed, short cab, runaround truck. And uh yeah, I just love that thing. But I've got a newer one, uh, that is one that I take on trips and pick up clients in and stuff, so it's not quite as loud and highly lifted as my other one is, but uh <laughs> and it's funny, you know, talking about that. The other day, uh I borrowed my wife's uh SUV, her Buick Enclave to go pick up something, I forget what it was, I just jumped in it, and I drive down the road, and I pull in, and one of the guys that was there, he goes, okay, that's just wrong. <laughs> said, yes. I, I can't, I don't ever want to see you in a vehicle like that, and I'm like, it's my wife's car, trust me, they're like, yeah, right, and it's like, no!
0: <laughs> Stacy David Incognito.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I... I definitely, to me, you know, that's one of the things that I try to tell people. There's, you know, there's enthusiasts and there's the hardcore gearheads and, you know, and, and there's a place for everybody. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, I am, I will never be one of those point A to point B sort of guys. I love the driving experience. I love everything about it. And, you know, I take long ways home. I don't just jump on the interstate. Usually I'll I'll find a little windy road somewhere. You know, I just, I just love the whole driving connection, you know, and, uh, you know, taking a car out. Some guys like to do it, like on a Sunday afternoon, they'll take their motorcycle out and tool out through the, the windy mountain roads, and that's great, you know. I I like motorcycles too, but I'd much rather do it in a, in a little sports car or a Roadster or something, well, know, or take its Jeep up into the hills.
0: Speaking of which, do you have a, I mean, like a little uh, weekend cruiser, a little hot rod, a little sports car, a roadster?
2: Yeah, I've got that uh, that 95 uh, Miata that I put the V8 in.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that and, uh, I saw that
2: episode. It's got that body, got that body kit on it. it looks uh, kind of like a uh, 60s Ferrari or Lotus yeah. or something.
1: It's
2: a really neat-looking really neat car. I've got that 32 Roadster.
0: Okay, that's a good-looking that car. We're
2: getting ready to, getting ready to do the uh, Christmas parade in. Mm-hmm. Uh, provided there's no snow all over the ground. But, um, you know, there's so there's those, and uh, you know, there's all kinds of and then there's other ones in various stages of finish, but uh, you know, I just picked up a 69 Dodge A100 van. You know, and it's like the Scooby-Doo van.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I, I drive this thing home, and I mean, I I just can't quit laughing. (laughs) I mean, everybody, you know, I'm driving down the road, and everybody's waving and this and that, and it's like, (laughs) it just makes everybody laugh. Ruh-roh. It's got a big big, (laughs) picture on the side. Oh, it's cool as heck.
0: That's super. Stacy, we're just out of time. You want to plug your show real quick, let everybody know how they can find you.
2: All right. Like I said, we're on MAV TV. And uh, you just need to check with your carriers uh, for what times we're, we're on uh, Friday afternoon at uh, at eight o'clock, and then we're also on uh, Saturday, okay, in the morning, I believe at nine o'clock. But uh, as far as there's been a lot of people that say, "Well, I don't carry uh, the servers don't carry Mav." They probably do because it's on Direct Dish and Comcast. So,
0: okay, and your website.
2: Website is uh, just stacydavid.com or gearstv.com. They both go to the same place.
0: Super, super, super. Stacy, will you come on the show again and let's talk some more stuff? Oh, absolutely, man. I'd love to. Okay. Well, if I get to Tennessee, I'll stop by and see you. If you get to Florida, be sure to look me up. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and tune in next week for the most fascinating and legendary names of motorsports. Tell your friends, 7 o'clock every Wednesday. Check out our website, Gulfstream Motorsports.com. Like us on Facebook. I want everybody to check out some of the car shows. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we will see you at the Turkey Rod Run this weekend and Festivals of Speed on Sunday in Orlando at the Ritz Carlton. Take care, guys.
1: to be telling tales out of school, but there's a feller in there will pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you junk cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You junk cracker. <laughs>